Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for the victory that you've given us. It has overcome the world, our faith in you. We give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, let's give our worship team a hand. They are cranked up. Did we have any visitors today? Anyone with us for the very first time? I am glad all of you got out on those roads and came today. You know, always use uh, common sense and be led by the Holy Spirit, but we will always be here, and uh, regardless of what the weather is. So I want us to pray for a few of our people. Uh, Linda Huntley, who is uh, recovering and doing well over at uh, St. Elizabeth Hospital, and then we want to continue to lift up Jackie Kearns, who is recovering in, in, in an assisted living facility right at the present time, but we'll transition back to her home. And then for Pam Thals, we need to continue to lift up Pam down in Indianapolis. She is back now on the medevac flight, and uh, uh, she just needs a miracle. And we're standing with her and pray for my wife. Uh, it, it was a miracle she's not here because uh, I, I said, honey, I think you need to stay home. And she did. And uh, that, I was surprised, but she... <laughs> But she did, and uh, but uh, she is uh, doing well, receiving her healing. And so, how many of you need healing in your body today? The believers standing around them as we pray. Let's just pray for them also. Father, we pray for all of these needs that are represented here today, and we just speak the healing power of Jesus. You've told us in your word not to lean to our own understanding, but to acknowledge you in everything that we do. And we believe that by your stripes, Jesus, we are healed. We bind any force that has tried to come into these bodies. We command it out in the name of Jesus. We speak healing. We lift up all of those that we just mentioned, Jackie, Linda, both Pams, we thank you, Lord, for healing in their bodies. <clears throat> Speak that their immune system be strong. We lift up Pam Thaws, Lord, down there in University Hospital. You know exactly what she needs. We bind the work of the enemy. We bind the tumors. We bind the blood situation. We command it to function the way it was intended for the purity of the blood we speak death to the root of every every tumor that it would dissolve in the name of Jesus that they would go in there and look for them and they wouldn't be able to find them they'd say well we don't know but this must be a miracle and we'll proclaim we do know and it is a miracle through the blood of Jesus and we pray for that and we believe that in the precious name of Jesus and everybody said well let's make this confession the word of God is truth if I live the word I will be blessed and if I don't I won't it's just that simple so tell those people next to you it is just that simple good to see you in the house of the Lord. We had a great first service and a little bit different theme from what we have shared uh, in the past. Uh, but it, 
really reverted back as I was praying about this and the message coming up for March to a message that God gave me back in 2008, 2008 or 2009. It was August the 16th of 2009. Some of you may have been here, but the message was that I felt what the Lord showed me is that the nation was going the wrong direction and that it was time to stand up. It was time to speak up. It was time in some occasions to act up. It's time to wake up, stand up, speak up, and sometimes it's time to act up. And uh, I remember as some of the people went out the door, uh, my father-in-law was alive then. He said, how did the people uh, respond to the message? And I said, well, I really didn't care. <laughs> uh, it's what I felt like the Lord was putting in my heart. And, uh, and this message today is that it's really time to become violent. I believe it's past time to become violent. For most of us, if we think of the word violent, we don't see ourselves violent. I don't see myself violent. Probably very few of you see yourself violent. But when we study the word and what it really means, it all makes sense. How many of you feel that as a nation, the United States of America appears to be going the wrong direction? I see your hands. Looks like almost all of you. And we can look at the situation and the circumstance, and we can just ignore it, or we can say, what could I do, or what difference I can make, or, or we can make a difference, and we can live what the Word of God says. Now, I want to set the premise, because I'm going to be sharing in, on, uh, on the four Wednesdays in March. By the way, we are in the month that spring comes. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is the month that spring comes. <clears throat> but during the month of March, I'm going to be sharing what I felt like the Lord has, has shown me in regard to the end times. Nothing that God has spoken through his word to us is not going to come to pass. It's going to happen exactly the way God said. We may differ on the timing. We may differ on what's going to happen with different countries uh, because they're not specifically mentioned in the Bible. But everything that God said is going to happen is going to happen. And just like in, if you lived in Florida, uh, every June, from June for the entire month of June, it's Hurricane Preparedness Month. And, and they prepare for what might happen. They don't plan for it to happen. They prepare for it to happen. And it makes sense. You should have water. You should have a generator. You should have all of your medical supplies. You should have enough non-perishable food that if this thing would prolong and if a hurricane would come, you would be okay. That just makes sense. Well, if there is a coming storm called the end times, we don't know exactly when it's coming. They don't know if a hurricane even is going to hit in their area of Florida, but they're going to prepare for it just in case. Well, if we believe that there is a coming storm and that everything that Jesus said and everything in the Word of God said that is told to us by the Holy Spirit is going to happen, then we would need to prepare for it unless we think, nope, God showed me that it's not going to happen while I'm alive. But we have moved closer and closer to the end times. And we're going to talk about that for the month of March. But how many of you would say that in America today, it is a different America 
than when you were younger. And I know we have some really young kids, children over here and teenagers and all, but how many of you would say that this country has changed, in my opinion, drastically? But then I'm a lot older. But the things that have happened in the world, I, I could not fathom them when, when I was a younger person being raised. So what we've got to determine is what are we going to do? Th there are two nations on the face of the earth, and I don't know about the foundations of all of the nations of the earth, so, so I don't know that there are any other nations. But I do know this. There are two nations on the face of this earth that I believe were born by God. Uh, number one is Israel, and it is a land contract. It goes all the way back to the Abrahamic covenant, and that is God's country, and Jerusalem is the center of God's kingdom, and God is going to weigh in, and every single thing that God said about Jerusalem, about all, everything there, is going to come to pass. I believe the other nation is America. I believe this nation was birthed for the glory of God through the Mayflower Compact. As you read our Declaration of Independence, as you read about the higher powers, you read about our Constitution, the things that were founded, and when you get into reading about our early fathers, you come to the original intent. This book is, is called, or is, is based on, not called, but it's based on original intent. This is God's original intent for all of mankind. And, and if we live by that book and we, and we get into agreement with that book, then we birth the things that God wants to be birthed here. And our nation is no question is moving the wrong direction. If you have your Bibles, let's look in the book of Matthew chapter 11. <clears throat> We're going to start reading there. I believe that the spirit of the Antichrist is alive and well and moving in our nation. Now, I'm going to share some things with you that could be somewhat controversial. I don't think they are. You guys were in the first service. It's exactly how I feel and the way I believe God feels. <clears throat> I believe that the Antichrist spirit is moving among many people in our country even in churches, uh, definitely, I believe it's uh, uh, moving in Washington, D.C. I believe it's in the executive branch. I believe it's in the judicial branch, and I believe it's in the legislative branch. And you might say, well, now, what, what is the spirit of the Antichrist? It doesn't mean a person necessarily is possessed by the devil, but it does mean that the person is allowing the spirit of the Antichrist, the devil, to lead them and guide them. So far, does it make sense to you? Okay, they, they, they do have a somber face today. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, lighten up. Okay, <clears throat> although the message won't necessarily lighten you up until the, until the end. <laughs> okay, all right. Guy was on a boat. The boat was getting ready to sink, and, and the captain called everybody up, and he said, is there anybody here that knows how to pray? This guy said, I know how to pray. He said, do you know how to pray good? He says, I know how to pray good. He says, okay, you pray. We're one life jacket short. You get that. <laughs> you, you'll get that in a minute. Okay. <laughs> now, I'll read to you. In Matthew chapter 11, Jesus is talking about asking the disciples, who do you think I am? And, and, and they, they all said different things. And then and, and Peter said, I, th I think you're the son of God. And Jesus basically said in verse number 11, Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, <clears throat> there has not been risen one greater than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. 
Now, that word violent, when I first heard that message preached years ago by R.W. Schombach out in Tulsa, I thought, man, I, I, I must not be with it because I am not a violent person. I don't feel like I'm a violent person. I feel like I'm a likable, lovable person. I'm not violent. And then I heard him explain it. It's active, energetic, enthusiastic, alive. You just have a passion in you. And then it's like, wow, that's, whole, that's a whole different meaning. The body of Christ should be active, energetic, alive, and bringing forth the kingdom of God. But if we're not, then we will sway into, did God really say? And today, there are a lot of things going on. I believe, I believe the United States of America is a Christian nation. Uh, regardless of what the president said, I think he's wrong. This is a Christian nation where people of all faiths are free to come and worship however they want, or no faith, whatever. And, and so I believe that that is wrong. I believe it's wrong to have abortion on demand. Uh, we have a, a, an executive, a judicial, and a legislative that have erred and allowed the spirit of the Antichrist to come into this nation. And, and abortion on demand is wrong. So what we have to do is determine, okay, what do we do about all these things? We can sit around and think about them and talk about them and complain about them, or we can be who God has called us to be, the body of Christ. How many of you would believe based on the word of God and based on what we have in our Bible that it's time to make a change in this nation? Let's just say, I believe that. I, I believe that. So what we've got to do is determine what part do we all play or do we just sit back and let things go the way they're going? I know this sounds like awfully deep theology, but a trend in motion continues until it ends. In other words, it'll continue, it'll continue, it'll continue. But yet, we have been put here by divine purpose as a nation and a bright light to the world. And that if we do what God has called us to do, it's not too late for this nation. My, <clears throat> the rapture is coming. And we're going to talk about this in the next four Wednesdays. The rapture is coming. And before the rapture, there's going to be a shaking like none of us have ever experienced before. But I believe that, and I'm giving you a little bit of the teaching that will be coming up, but I believe the church is going to be out of here, out of here before the, before the tribulation period comes. Now, there are a lot of people that believe that, no, the church is going to go through the tribulation period, and it's just going to be hell on earth, or they're going to be raptured out about halfway through the tribulation period. I've got a good friend of mine who's a missionary down in Mexico. We'll have him back here sometime. He's been here several times, Dwayne Kirshner. And, and Dwayne is totally convinced he believes that the rapture is going to happen at the end of the tribulation period. We're going to go through all of it. Uh, he's, uh, he's, he is really, really into that mindset. And so when we talk, we sometimes get involved with it. And I say, listen, you have the right to be wrong. Uh, but the, the rapture, the church is out of here before the rapture, or before the tribulation period. And, and so he's always pressing me. Well, the last time we talked, I said, Dwayne, tell me this. Don't you hope that I'm right and you're wrong? And there's just total silence. And if I said, I hope you're right and I am wrong. Well, I believe that we're going to have scripture that we'll be able to share regarding that. But what we have to do is determine who am I and what can I do to help change this nation? In this nation today, we are told that there are about, uh, I think, 320 million people. I saw a report the other day that I find it extremely hard to believe that 80% 
of the American uh, people believe that there is a God, and most of them believe that, that Jesus was his son. I find that figure astoundingly high. I hope it is true. But let's just say that if we took half of the population of America, 320 million people, and what if three out of, uh, excuse me, 160 million, and out of 160 million, they were all active spiritually, praying for this nation, standing for this nation, and doing what we're called to do in this nation. I believe it would make a tremendous difference. I believe we could take over this nation instead of listening to people tell us how it should be. Now, I have no problem with a with an African American president. I'm glad we have an African American president. I just feel like the things that he has expounded and the things that he has supported in this nation have been wrong and contrary to the will of God and more in line with the spirit of the Antichrist. Gay marriage, lesbian all of these types of things, uh, the Justice Department coming against bakers and people that are doing things that they feel their religious conviction would not allow them to bake a cake for a homosexual marriage. Uh, who wouldn't believe that that would be a right that they would have? All of these types of things that are happening, calling America a non-Christian nation, all of those things are, are contrary to the Word of God and to what we are founded upon in this nation. And many times we will sit back and we will allow abortion on demand. It's wrong. I don't care what the Supreme Court said. It's wrong. In the state of Indiana right now, and, and this is how the spirit of the Antichrist comes, and I'm going to give you a scripture ref, reference for this in just a moment. But he comes just like he did with Eve. And he says, well, doesn't it make sense that yeah, you, we don't want anybody to feel bad about themselves? So, you know, if a person wants to do this or this, well, let's accept them. Let's, let's celebrate all of our diversity. Well, that's a play on words. Whenever you hear that, you get into the spirit and say, okay, that's true what you just said, but there's more to it than that. And we've got to be wise as serpents to know exactly what's going on and what the situation is. And, and, and right now in the state of Indiana, uh, and this is how it works. There, there's legislation that is being introduced, hasn't come through the committee yet. And the reason I, I'm, this will make sense why I'm sharing with some of this with you in just a moment, but, but it hasn't come out of committee yet. But there's legislation being introduced that, that it will be against the law of the state of Indiana to have an abortion based on the sex of that child. Now, I don't know about you, but that makes perfect sense to me. Number one, I'd like to have a law that you can't have an abortion, period. But, but, but the, you cannot abort a baby because it's male or female. I mean, who would not be in agreement with that? But already the forces are coming that are saying, saying, no, 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 it's a slippery slope. We can't do that. And they're starting to rally their forces so that that legislation will not move through. Who in their right mind, other than the spirit of the Antichrist, would say, if you want a boy and it's a girl, you have the right to abort it? That's the spirit of the Antichrist, folks. And it's moving among churches. It's moving among people in America. No different than when the devil, that same spirit of the Antichrist, came to Eve and said, did God really say? And you know what I believe Eve should have done? Yes, God did say and proclaim the truth and watch that devil leave probably to come back another day. 
but she should have proclaimed it violently. We have a tendency in the body of Christ to sometimes take a scripture and use it to justify not being who we should be. And I don't know how many of you have been reading the paper recently, but uh, they have identified who, is it Jihad Johnny? I think I got the wrong name. I think it's Jihad Johnny. He's the guy who has been cutting off the heads uh, of the people over there. Uh, he's with ISIS. And they have discovered that he was mistreated as a Muslim. And that as a Muslim, that he, he was really uh, somewhat discriminated against. And uh, it's starting to be like, oh, goodness. Well, I don't know if he's discriminated against or not, but he's got a devil inside him, and he's absolutely bound by that devil. And he needs to be saved or eliminated, not celebrated, because he was discriminated against or because people didn't treat him right. Turn to your neighbor and ask him, were you always treated right? Hey, none of us were always treated right. <laughs> Don't answer them. Just ask the question. <laughs> now, I want, you to turn, I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 6. What we're going to start doing in this church is uh, through text messaging and emails, we're going to start sending you things that uh, we believe are urgent, that you need to know about. In, uh, in 2009 when I gave that message about uh, wake up, stand up, speak up, and, and sometimes you have to act up, uh, we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Uh, I felt like the Lord showed me that there are a lot of people that they just keep their head in the sand because they don't know what they can do about something, so they just ignore it. They stick their hand in the sand, head in the sand, and, and they just ignore it, or, you know, you... They just, they don't want to get upset or they don't want to become fearful. <clears throat> I believe everybody in America should watch some of those beheadings and see coming attractions of what could happen if we don't do what needs to be done. When you let the spirit of the Antichrist in, it doesn't just stop with a thing. The spirit of the Antichrist came into Eve based on the fruit and took over the world. Now, we have the victory, and God has given us the victory through His Son, Jesus. And we've been given this nation, I believe, to be a bright light to the world, proclaiming the gospel, and to be the number one ally to the nation of Israel on the face of this earth. And if you want to know where America is in the end time, it's hard to find America. But you can take a scripture in Genesis that says, I will bless those who bless Israel. I will bless those, and I will curse those who curse you. And we have been the number one ally for years for Israel. And now because of certain things that are happening, we have a tendency to be pulling away from being that blessing and that ally to Israel. And we need to understand our spiritual authority and power in this situation. And that no matter what you see, you have power, authority, and dominion over that. Don't accept things just because they happen. And in Ephesians chapter 6, this is what it says. 
talking about putting on the whole armor of God if we're going to get ready for this fight of faith that God has called us to fight. And this fight of faith is going to be based, too, not only just on the Word of God, but it's going to be based on information that you need to have that you get if you're really looking for it. Verse number 10 of Ephesians 6. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Your Bible say wiles. It's actually the word schemes, what it means. The schemes of the devil. He's scheming right now. And we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Therefore, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all of the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and all supplication for all of the saints." And for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. How many of you think you need to be bolder than you are in speaking what you feel the Lord is showing you? And what happens is, if, if we all did what the Word of God said, when I was sharing some things about the end times with, with my wife, she said, do you believe God is finished with America? And I said, no, I don't believe he's finished with America, but I believe he's very disappointed in America. I believe he's disappointed in the direction that we're going. I believe he's disappointed in a lot of churches in America, a lot of mainline denominational churches that have turned their back on the gospel and that they've let the spirit of the Antichrist come in, and that they think it's okay to have uh, uh, same-sex marriage. They think it's okay to divest all of their investments from Israel and to turn their back on Israel, and many, many other things that are coming into our society. Children today are not raised the way many of you. Bill and I go all the way back to school together. Children today in the schools are not being taught what we were taught. Children today who were never in the military when they got older uh, did not have the patriotic theme that is taught in the military in school. That, that, That doesn't exist any longer. And the Antichrist has infiltrated our colleges, our universities, and all of our educational system. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't have good educators and, and, and Christ-centered educators. We do have. We had Julia Brody in the first service sitting right here. Uh, Julia Brody is one of them, but by the same token, she knows that there's only so much she can do with what she says in that school and what she does with that Bible that she has in her desk. Because right now, the Antichrist has infiltrated to where you can't talk about the Lord or you can't do anything in schools. That, that is contrary 
to common sense. Why did we ever take that out of the school? Now, some of you were raised where it was never in the school in the first place. So you don't know what the Antichrist already did because you are being raised in something that was already being conducted through the influence of the Antichrist. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Okay, so then what we have to do is we have to look at at the situation and say, what am I going to do to change this? Terry Henshaw told a story when he was here, not this year, but but I think it was four years ago. And uh, the the story was, is, we just read about being bold. We all need to be more bold. And being bold doesn't mean yelling and screaming. It just means that's wrong. That is wrong. That is absolutely wrong. That's the spirit of the Antichrist. This is what the Word of God says. This is what the Holy Spirit says. And that settles the issue. You may not make friends everywhere you go, but you need to plant the seed of God's Word and the leading of his spirit everywhere that you go. And Terry Henshaw had a, a crusade over in Russia that he was running late to, <clears throat> got to the airport in New York with his wife and had uh, money for the crusade and had a lot of equipment that he'd already shipped ahead, but he had to be there to receive the equipment. And when he got there, and he knew he was running late, he got there, and the, the gate was closed, and the plane had taxied away. And he looked out, and he said, my heart just sank, and I didn't want to do. And I went up to the counter, and I said, I have to be on that plane. And said, sorry, that plane has left. He said, all of a sudden, inside me, have you ever felt a righteous indignation inside you? Anything just feel like you'd just like to explode with passion of Jesus and tell them the truth? And, and he said, all of a sudden, Inside me, I just banged on the counter, and I said, I am an ambassador to Russia, and I must be on that flight. And the lady who just told him no, oh, and she ran over to get another person, and he came back, and he said, who are you? And he said, I'm an ambassador to Russia, and I must be on that flight. Sir, we're so sorry. They stopped the plane, brought the plane back, and said... We are so sorry, Mr. Ambassador, and took he and his wife from the coach where they were, took them up to the first class and said, we would like for you to fly first class. And he said, you know what? I was a royal ambassador for the kingdom of God. And they flew all the way to Russia, first class. He loves to tell that story. He didn't tell that story this time he was here, but it's a powerful story. About, and that's what we just read in Ephesians chapter 6. We are ambassadors. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, I'm here on assignment. Your assignment is temporary. You're going to be here with a fleeting moment, and then you're going to get done. And all the money that you made is not going to go with you. All the cars you have are not going to go with you. All the influence you had is not going to go with you. What's going to go with you is what did you do with what you had, with what God told you to do. And so when we understand that, and we understand that I'm by, here by divine appointment, and so are you. And my wife said, do you think God is finished with America? And I said, no, but he could be. Every country that has ever prospered and grown and, and tried to stay in a moral setting has failed. The Roman Republic failed. There are a lot of similarities. We'll be talking about that uh, Wednesdays. But uh, the Roman Republic had a lot of similarities to where we are in America today and how it, how it eventually uh, disintegrated, really. And so what we've got to do is determine, okay, what am I going to do as an individual and tell your neighbor, you can make a difference. 
No, now tell them again. Tell them again. That's not like a snowstorm confession. Okay, there you go. Now, Matthew chapter six, Matthew chapter 16 is where we're going to go. And we're going to be, uh, wait, did I say Matthew chapter 16? Yeah, Matthew chapter 16. And if we believe the Bible, and we do, then we know that in this scenario, <clears throat> this is where Jesus spoke to Peter and told him about the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And in verse number 18, Jesus said, I say to you that you are Peter and that on this rock I will build my church and the gates of uh, Hades shall not prevail. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now the word keys always means authority. So let's read it as it means. I will give you authority, the authority of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So through what Jesus said, we have the authority of Almighty God through his Son to bind and loose. So let's just say, I can bind, I can loose, anytime, anywhere. What if 160 million Americans, if they really are that many that know the Lord, if there are, they're sure asleep. But if you had 160, 160 million Americans would change every election. Can you imagine that? Now, we realize some of them are under the age of voting. 160 million Americans would change every election we've ever had. But 160 million Americans binding and loosing every time something comes up. When I watched the president, I happened to be watching the day he said that America is no longer a Christian nation. I bound that immediately. I bound that immediately. I'm surprised how many people I talked to and they say, I didn't know he ever said that. Well, what happens if your head is in the sand, you won't know current events. All you'll know is, here he goes to meddling. Who is in the running for American Idol? What is the latest NCIS show? Ah, hitting close to home. Now, there's nothing wrong with any of those shows. But if your source of information is NCIS and American Idol, you are spiritually illiterate. Don't you just love to come out on a snowy day and have the pastor call you spiritually illiterate? I can't wait to get up on a six-inch snow and hear a pastor tell me I'm illiterate. Now, I don't mean, you, you understand what I'm saying? If you don't know what's going on, then you don't know what's going on. And, and so what we've got to do is understand what are we going to do? Well, we're going to bind and we're going to lose based on the will of God. And my answer to Pam was this. I don't feel that God is finished with America, but I believe he's very disappointed in America. And if the Christians in America think that just because we're Christians, God would never judge us based on our actions, then we're wrong because God will judge. Now, we live in a dispensation of grace. I understand that. But I think that if you want to push the period of grace and tell God, look, this is, this is the period of grace that we live in, and if we want to abort babies, we'll abort babies, and if we want to have gay marriage, we'll have gay marriage, and we'll do anything we want because of the blood of Jesus, I think you're in a pretty dangerous area right there where there are a lot of warning signs. And I always think about the Sudan when I think about warning signs. And over there, I don't care who you are, and I don't care how hard you pray, it says landmines don't walk through here. You better not walk through there because that's 
landmine is in that area, and you're going to have a problem. But we've got to pay attention to the signs of the time. The signs of the time are that we have a nation that's going the wrong direction. And if you don't believe that, then I believe the spirit of the Antichrist is alive and well in many good people. Now, I want to show you, because in, if you go to Matthew chapter 5, we're not going there, but, but in Matthew chapter 5, it talks about love. I preached on love. Uh, I've preached on love ever since we started this church. We're a church of love, acceptance, and forgiveness. And it says, love your enemy. Do good to those who spitefully use you, and all of those things. That's true. But you can't take one scripture out and say, that's how I will respond in every situation. And let me show you. <clears throat> Jesus told Peter that you have the right answer, Peter, and I'll give you the keys, the, the authority of the kingdom of heaven. And then it turned right around, and in verse number 22, Peter took Jesus aside. And he began to correct Jesus. Peter was pretty passionate. He began to rebuke. In my Bible, it says rebuke. and some, it says correct Jesus, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this will not happen to you. Now, Peter was Jesus' friend. And this is how Jesus responded. Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Woo, that does not sound like somebody who's responding with, oh, I just love you, Peter. I, you know, I'll take under consideration what you have to say. And, you know, maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong. Eve to the devil, yeah, maybe it isn't that big of a deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. It costs mankind the entire world, and it costs God his children. It is a big deal. And Jesus, I believe there should be a lot of exclamation marks in here. Mine, oh, yeah, there are. Get behind me, Satan! Explanation part. I mean, can you imagine being Peter? You love Jesus, and you say, hey, Jesus, it's not going to happen that way. What did Jesus say? He said, you have a spirit of the Antichrist that's entering into you, and I'm casting that thing out immediately so that you can be everything that I just told you you're going to be. And so you and I have to reach the point when we realize we're here by divine appointment, by divine assignment, and that there are times when you're going to have to begin to speak as an oracle of God and say, that's not correct. That's not correct. Instead of this, oh, let's just all get along. Let's just all flow together. Let's, let's not upset anybody. I thank God for the baker. I don't know where he is. I've been following the story, but I don't know where he is, where the, the, the couple came in, the two men, who wanted to be married, and, and he said, I, you know, I, I don't have a problem with you getting married, but I don't believe in that, and I don't believe I can do the wedding cake for you. And they took him to federal court. Now, the federal government and our attorney general doesn't have too much to do, so they decided to file suit against the baker so they can steal his business away from him because he won't bake the cake. Well, I commend the baker for not baking the cake. He said that that would compromise my moral conviction. I can't flow with you in this in this arena. So now... The government is entering in. The baker has made a stand, I believe. I believe he's made the right stand. I believe Hobby Lobby made the right stand with Obamacare. They're trying to get out of the name of Obamacare, but that's what it is, Obamacare. They're, and Hobby Lobby said, no, we are not going to enter into this with these contraceptives and these things that are mandated there. It is against our religious conviction. And thank God, it's not over with yet, but thank God, so far, they're winning that situation. 
I thank God for Hobby Lobby, who stood up, Mark Green, and said, I don't care if it costs us our business. We're not compromising our values of what we believe is the leading of the Holy Spirit. And so you and I should be the same way. Could 160 million people make a difference? Glory to God, we'd change this entire world. We'd change this entire nation. 80 million people would make a difference. 5 million people would make a difference. 500 million people would make a difference. And this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to be sending out text messages and emails of urgent things that are happening as we see them that we all need to pray and we all need to bind and we all need to loose because we are here by divine assignment. And I want you to look at verse number 24 of uh, Matthew chapter 16. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it if a man, if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his good works. What are the good works? It's doing what the Holy Spirit shows you to do and having an understanding of what this nation is all about, what your life is all about, and the things that are contradicting this, we make a stand for. And we begin to enter into binding and loosing. Binding and loosing all day long when you hear things. You have power in the realm of the Spirit. See, it's not people. It's powers and principalities that we're fighting. Let's stand to our feet. And if you understand this fight, my wife shares to me, shares sometimes, I mean, she shared with you all, that I hear something on Fox News, and I bind it in Jesus' name. I said, that's not true. That is contrary to the will of God. I bind that. And sometimes I bind a little bit more passionately than others. But, uh, but I, 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 I feel a righteous indignation that America is where it is today based on our original intent. And I feel a righteous indignation that we have allowed the spirit of the Antichrist to do what he has done in Washington, D.C., in our executive, our judicial our legislative. It was Hitler, demonically possessed tyrant, who said, if we can get the children, we can get all the generations. And in America, the educational system of throwing God out, throwing the power of prayer out, thank God some people go to private schools and, and where God is taught and where God is preached and the Holy Spirit flows. But by and large, in the educational system today, Elementary, middle school, high school, and secular colleges, you better be praying what your children are hearing. But we can make a difference. And there are rewards in heaven. And I believe God is watching. What is the body of Christ doing with what I've called him to do? And if this nation is slipping away from us, and I believe it is, then we need to make a stand. And we need to go after it because there's still a lot for the Lord to do. Can you say amen? Would you bow your heads with me just for a moment?